The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, I love how people just, you know, some people come in and they go, oh, you got to bring that religious stuff. Let me tell you something. The law is what the law is, and it has a lawgiver, and we all will give an account to the lawgiver, the great judge on that great day, okay? So uh, I'm not going to deceive myself into the fact that <clears throat> just because I may have violations of the law that I'm not going to face my judge, Okay, and I'm not going to let you deceive yourself either without confronting you over it, okay? So <clears throat> with that said, if you would like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, <clears throat> excuse me, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, slide over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down right side of the page, and we are streaming live there. Just blow us up on whatever device you've got. 
Click on the icon of the platform we're on and join us in the chat. We've got a lot of friends in there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. We're on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. We're on Twitch at Setting Brush Fires and also on Roku at Cutting Edge TV. And so, uh, yeah, do that. And then right above that is normally where Bradley is. I had to cover for Bradley again. He's still resting, which, you know, he needs that. He he, he just needs that. You can't burn the candle at both ends and not... Not have a point where you got to replace the wax on that thing, you know? Uh, so that's what he's been doing. Hopefully, he's going to be back today because I got to, you know, pre record today with Dr. Jane Ruby, who we're going to have on, Lord willing, on Thursday. We're going to do that interview on Thursday. But uh, hopefully, Bradley will be back with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And this is where he will show up, is right above where we're streaming live on the right side of sonslibertymedia.com. But yesterday, <clears throat> The show, um, I cover the show there, so if you want to watch that or rewatch it or whatever the case may be, if you missed it, that's on there. We went overtime on GCN, which uh, I've, I think I've only done once uh, up until that point, so uh, if you'd like to check that out, you can do that. Also, right above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter, and in that, we don't rent you your email, we don't sell it, we don't spam you or anything like that. You get one email from us a day, including the morning show archive, and if I do an afternoon show, you'll get an afternoon archive like yesterday as well. Uh, all of that's up at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then finally, if you agree with our message and you would like to support what we do, um, we never ask you for money. We just say, hey, some people say, I'd like to support you. Here's how you do it. There's a donate button right here. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then there is a monthly partnership that you've got here. Uh, son, become a son or daughter of liberty. That's also at the top of the page. And let me, let me just be clear about something. You know, I listen to people sometimes who fuss and complain that they think they're doing something for the Lord, and they may be or may not. I'm going to judge that. That's up to the Lord to deal with. But you don't see any fruit of it as far as any growth or anything, you just see that there's stuff strung out there. And they ask you for money. They say, if you don't keep me here, then, you know, God's not going to bless you, or I'm not going to be here, or we're going to be gone away. And basically, nobody's been listening anyway. And they're mad about that. And I'm like, look, I can testify to the fact that God has never, since he saved me, and even before then, failed to meet our needs. Sometimes, boy, he left us hanging by a thread. There's no question about it. But he's always been faithful to meet our needs. He always has. The Bible says, I've never seen the righteous begging bread, right? Now, I don't know why that is. God's a good God. He loves his children. And he provides for them. And we at the Sons of Liberty believe that God provides for us. That's why we tell you, hey, we have needs. We're willing to go do, even if we don't think we have the means to do it. As best we can do, we'll do that. And we trust that God meets that need. And oftentimes, he meets it through his people. That's just how it is. That's how it is. So again, we never ask you for money. We just point you to the place that if you feel so led to do so, if you are a cheerful giver in your heart, which is what the Bible says God loves— and you desire to give and to support what we do, then we really appreciate it. We really do. Um, also, our store button is at the top, is it, yeah, blah, 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 
is at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And this week, we're highlighting our Sons of Liberty dog tags. They're normally $8 a piece. They come in silver and black. And yes, the images do not do them justice. These were the mock-ups before we actually got them in. High-quality metal. Um, You know, I bought some little, what are these things, silencers that you put around them because... When I first put them on, they were clanking, even in the middle of the night. And it's because I just, I'm not a jewelry person. I got this thing on my arm that's like a magnetized thing that's supposed to be good for keeping your blood vessels and all that open. But as far as jewelry and stuff, I just, I'm not a big jewelry wearing person and stuff like that. But uh, when I would put these on my neck, they would clank. So I got the silencers, but you can get them for $8 a piece. And now through Saturday midnight, if you use the promo code LOVE, that's right, tie it in with 1 John 3.18. If you use the promo code LOVE, you save 10% off of these. Okay, That's through Midnight Saturday, and uh, that's in our store at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, today, almost like every morning, I get up and I'm—actually, I go to bed sometimes, and I'm going, Lord, what are we going to talk about in the morning? Because sometimes there's so many things, and I know people are just sick and tired of the COVID stuff and the shot stuff. But you got to understand, the reason that we've stayed on that so much is because that is what all of this tyranny that we have now and that's coming in the future, if we don't put a stop to it, it's what it's going to be predicated on. Just wait in the next three months and see what you see coming out of various states. Just watch and see, and out of D.C., which can be stopped at the state level. That's why I say spend your energy there, all you, you protesters for the January 6th prisoners and stuff. You want to help them? Put your energy into the state that you're in and give the force there. Put the pressure on from the state level. All right. Now, with that said, you know, I got to thinking. We do stories. Usually they're from Matt Agris. He's over at the Free Thought Project. And tried to set up things with Matt several times. And sometimes we miss each other. And, of course, we're going to have to do pre-record with him because he's in a different time zone. But. He shares a lot of stories about cops that are not enforcing the law. They're actually violating it. And that's why we carry them. And people would email me and go, well, why don't you give us some positive stories about cops? Well, sometimes we do have some. Sometimes we do. And they say, you're just, you're just encouraging this whole defund the police thing. Well, I've made it known. I'm fine with defunding the police as long as you're going to replace it with something, namely... The Constitutional Militia, which you can be a part of if you join Tactical Civics, you can start setting that up in your county, along with the grand jury. And hopefully we're going to be bringing on Captain Carl again. I know you guys like when Captain Carl comes on. And uh, Shauna Cox uh, to talk about this issue, because both of them have been involved in these things. But there's times where law enforcement, you know, we we are propagandized with the thin blue line nonsense. Okay? Let me explain. EMTs, firefighters, and police officers are not going to stop heart attacks. They're not going to stop fires. They're not going to stop crimes. They're called first responders for that reason. They respond to heart attacks, fires, crimes committed. That's what they are. That's what they're there for. They're not there to be you know, jumping on your back so you can haul them around in case you come into contact with a crime or a criminal. Note, that's your job. The people, the militia. This is part of why you're armed when you go out and about. So that you can be the solution. You're the solution, not government. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know how many times, you know, the Republican Party tells you that you're the solution, but then all of their solutions is what? More government in some way, capacity or another. It's always that way. Democrats are the same way. This is why I say there's no real difference between them except how their solutions are done. They're either done in the welfare state or they're done in the police state. The GOP is the police state usually. Usually that's the way it is. And the Democrats are the welfare state guys. But they're both big government. When liberty says you are the government, you are the solution. Okay? We got that clear? So for people who hear this broadcast, understand, I don't hate cops. I've got friends that are cops. I love cops who know what the law is, and they do not go, and they don't go violate it, and they don't go fining people for things where there's no crime committed. I can't tell you how frustrated I get seeing these cops sitting out on the side of the road meeting quotas to, to, to fill the coffers of the beast, of the state, for people going 5 or 10 miles over the speed limit, and they hadn't had a wreck, they hadn't hurt anybody, they haven't broken any property, nothing like that. No crimes have been committed. And you show me in the scripture where we're to be doing stuff like that. In fact, I've taken you several times and shown you in scripture where God talks about, and I give this as an example, he talks about when you've got a house and you've got like this second story. And in the Middle East, they would often go up on that on that uh, roof area and they would have a night out. They would have uh, guests over. They would have a party, if you will, up on the roof. And he says, you need to have a railing around that roof. And why do you need to do that? Well, you need to do that because to, as to preserve, preserve the life of the people who are coming on your roof. Did he say you need a planning department to determine whether or not you got that railing on the roof and pay them a bunch of money for something that they're not going to be responsible for in the first place? No, they're not. No, they're not. And did he say that you should be fined and that the state should collect on that if you don't have the railing up? Nope, didn't say that. But it does say if you don't have that railing up and somebody falls off or they injure themselves as a result of that, you're responsible for it. And that's exactly right. You're responsible for taking care of them. If, they're de- if they get killed, guess what? You're going to take care of their family. That's going to be your responsibility from then on. If they get injured, you're to take care of them. But see, we don't see anything like that. We just see the heavy hand of the state. Give me, you know, a week's worth of wages. Because you went eight miles over the speed limit, but our guy, we gave him immunity to go 50 miles over the speed limit to catch you doing eight miles over the speed limit. And then when he, gets, and when he pulls you over, he has the audacity to tell you that speed kills. Yeah, really? No, it doesn't. That's him brainwashed to think that's what the case is. Otherwise, he wouldn't be going 50 miles faster than you were going to catch you. You see what I'm saying? we got to think through this as to how we're laying these things out. I'm not saying we don't need order on the roads. We certainly do. We certainly do. We don't need people running red lights and stuff like this. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, if nobody's injured, where are we saying, or where do we see in Scripture where the state is to be, or the civil government is to be taking the fruits of our labor when nobody has been harmed? Now, with that said, I'm going to give you some instances this morning, but I came across this video last night, and um, you know, I'll give courtesy, I'll give uh, props here to Bethany because she sent me videos of Adam, which we're gonna we're gonna air tomorrow. We'll play those tomorrow, okay? Uh, with him at a school board, I believe it is somewhere. And I just happened to scroll down a little bit further, and I found this video, and I, I sit here last night, honestly, 
it was past my bedtime, and I sit here and I watched it thinking, what is going to happen here? Because this thing's like 56 minutes, but I'll have it up in the archive so you can see it. But I want to show you just a little bit of what was going on. I think this is in Texas. This is a school board meeting. This happened six days ago. And the president of the board wouldn't let the parents all come in and sit in there in violation of school board rules. I don't know if it's law or not. I think it is law. Wouldn't let them in there. So they called the cops. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to see them. Fat, donut-eating, unlawful, ungodly punks standing here to stop parents from going in the room. And, and frankly, I was looking at it thinking these boys must have been either the bullies on the playground who never encountered somebody that would punch them in the nose to stop them being bullies, or they were the, the, out, the outcasts. And I'm going to show you what these... And when I show you what they do, you're going to say, yep, that's exactly what they were. But here, I want to, I want to just uh, tee this up here just a little bit. This is a lady by the name of Christy Lee. She's the one, I think, who's filming here, if I, if I got that right. And let her, you, you hear what she has to say, and then we're going to cover several stories here. Let's bring this up. Uh, at a Round Rock ISD school board meeting where we are not being allowed in. This is a violation of the Texas uh, Open Meetings Act. And do you want to run me through what you were running yes. through? Section 26.007 says access to board meetings. A parent is entitled to complete access to any meeting of the board of trustees of the school district other than a closed meeting. So right now they're in violation and our school district police are... School district police are violating the open the Texas Open Meeting Act and they will not tell us under what authority they are blocking the door. So at this point we are at their mercy. They wouldn't be at their mercy if they had the militia there among the fathers. You said what? So they said someone who's sitting in there just said that they were going to have everyone removed after the students speak. He said, they're going to try to have us removed after the kids are done speaking. They just voted to have us removed if they're all, if we are all in a personal chair. So if they're in a personal chair, like a, they brought picnic chair, like a little collapsible chair, those people would be asked to be removed. If you have a Round Rock ISD issued chair, I think they'll let you stay. That is another violation. Like what? So now it's privileged people. So Round Rock Police Department has been called and Williams because these officers are not obeying the Texas, Texas Open, Meeting Open Meetings Act. Act. Yeah, they're Gestapo. They're Gestapo. See how this goes. More of the same. More of the same. So right now, students are speaking, so we're trying not to be disruptive. And this guy right here, the black guy here, all he does is play on his phone the entire time. And I think there's only about four cops here total, I think, from what I could see. These three guys this and then there's a the guy inside. So what I want to do is, let me... Let me pause this. I don't know if this thing will allow me to scrub and actually see where, where I'm at when I'm doing what I'm doing here. But there's a there's a dad in here and the dad tries to go in. He just seems like he's had enough and he tries to go in and I, I am scrolling through here to see if I can get it. Maybe this is around here. I think it's around here. 
This gentleman right here, for those of you who can't see it, he's trying to go in, and these two little bullies with the badges and guns are, they're grabbing onto the pole. No, let me back up, because this is incredible. They grab onto the pole so he can't go through, and it's like, you know, see what you can do, boy. See what you can do. You know, I mean, it's that kind of attitude. They don't say anything to him. But here's what here's here's what they ah, oh, I just jumped. Here's what they do to him, and I want you to I want you to see this because you talking about little kids in uniform kind of stuff. Check this out. He's trying to go in. Now this guy bars him by just holding on to the thing. Then this guy, watch this guy. Look, he's like a little kid. Then this guy grabs him. That's assault right there. He's not violating. The, look at him. Then he puts his arms around him, around the pole. Follow the law. Look at this. Like a bunch of bullies on the playground. Let him go in. What are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove? He is. There's empty seats in there. This is ridiculous. His daughter's here. If this doesn't tick you off, nothing will. Why are you acting like this, sir? You are not following the law. And for those of you listening by Red State Talk Radio, there's two cops in the doorway. There's two doors that open. The guy on the right sitting here with his arms stretched out between the door he's covering. The, the other guy's on the other side doing it. And then when the guy tries to walk through, the other guy, the one guy on, on the side, grabs him around his waist and holds him. There's no need for patience when the law is the law. That's right. There's no need for patience when the law is the law and it's being violated. And let's just, okay, so you get the idea of what was going on. Now, I sit here and watch that part right there. That part right there really ticked me off. And you know what would have happened if there was a bunch of dads there who were militia? They should have gotten together and bum-rushed these guys. I'm, you're saying, you don't like violence. Let me tell you something. There is a place for violence. These cops are being violent towards these parents, not to let them have a lawful voice in the school board. You saw them being violent. They were putting their hands all over this man. That's assault. He was not violating any law. And I read from you, I read to you the other week from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court had ruled with whatever force that the cops are doing to arrest you, or, which is what they're trying to do here. They're not probably trying to make a formal arrest, but they are trying to keep him from going in and doing what he has, to, what he can do under the law because of a tyrannical school board president. You have the right to give back just as much. You say, well, that isn't what Jesus taught in this sense. Guys, did any of you guys read the Old Testament at all? Well, but we're not in the Old Testament, we're in the New Testament. Where did Jesus say he did away with the, law, with the Old Testament? Where did he say he did away with the law? Nowhere. Nowhere. Am I advocating for going and beating up cops? No, I'm not. But when these cops are acting unlawful, they are no longer in a position of authority. They have usurped authority, and they've got to be dealt with. And a, and a few dads, it wouldn't have took much Five to eight of them just bundling together and saying, we're not going to put up with it. Let me show you. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Now, this is obviously a much bigger crowd, and the numbers are different. This is what happened in Melbourne. Hang on. This is what happened in Melbourne 
when unlawful Gestapo cops tried to stand in the way of people who've had enough of their tyranny. Watch what I'm talking about. Here it goes. Right? And some of these cops still had learned their lesson out there with their stupid pepper spray as though that's going to do something against all these people. And by the way, some of you who are on Red State Talk Radio, you can't see what happened. This is at a protest, and they had a line of these tyrannical cops trying to stop the people from going through. And the people had had enough of it. And you know what they did? They bum-rushed the cops. And I have no pity for the cops there. I have no pity for you guys. At all. You're acting lawlessly. You get what you deserve there. And I've said that on the air. Sorry, you're going to get what you deserve if you're acting like a tyrant. If you're upholding the law and you're doing what's right, I'll stand on your side. I will. But I won't do it when you're in violation of the law and when you're acting like a tyrant or you're working as pawns for tyrants above you. If you don't have the guts to stand up and do what's right, then you get what you deserve. You do. You do. The Bible tells us that when justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. What I'm talking to you about today is when those who are supposed to be righteous, who are supposed to be upholding the law, enforcing the law, enforcing the peace, as we call it, become those who are evildoers. Those cops I showed you a minute ago are evildoers. These cops here in Melbourne who are doing what they're doing, they're evildoers. They're not, they're not the righteous. And I'm not saying the people who burst through the line are the righteous either, but what I'm saying is the people recognize when they're not upholding the law. They recognize it. So, let me give you a couple of instances of this. And you say, Tim... Why you got to focus on all the bad cops? We got to let you go. That's what you got cops for. That's your propaganda outlet for all of the good. How, if anybody can tell me when on the show cops you've ever seen corrupt cops on there, then I'll listen to you. Otherwise, it's all propaganda to build up the police force. When the real police force is the militia, it is you and I. There should not be a thin blue line. There should be patriots and there should be tyrants. That's the two lines that you're on. And if the patriots did what the patriots are supposed to do, guess what? We wouldn't have the tyrants. So it'd just be us. And I, we've talked about with the militia the idea of incorporating those who are in a police department who've been trained in certain things to be a part of the militia. So there's not an us-them thing. There's just us. Okay? And it will keep... Well, let me, let me change that. It will help to keep people... From being corrupted, even though they're among other men. I know corruption can happen even in the militia. I understand it. But now there's not this little circle of fraternity boys covered by their fraternity brothers. Now it is the community. Okay? 
So let me give you a couple of uh, couple of instances here. We've got several stories out just over the past week or so, and this is what I want to show you. First, this is in New Jersey. A cop admits he used an incest app. Can you believe this? An incest app. And paid $200 to rape two young children ages 8 and 10. Jersey City Police Officer Stephen Wilson, he's 34 years old. He's a veteran law enforcement officer and has been with the Jersey City Police for over a decade. Who knows what he did before then, before this this particular instance. After his arrest in February, the department quickly distanced themselves from him, however, and the red flags began to surface. After his arrest, Wilson was charged with conspiracy to commit human trafficking, attempted aggravated sexual assault, and child endangerment. During a plea agreement last week, Wilson admitted to using an incest app that connected him to human traffickers. I don't know what this I don't know what this thing is. I don't even know that I want to give it out. It's but oh my goodness. According to his confession, he paid human traffickers on the app a merely a mere two hundred dollars. That's what women pay to have their babies ripped apart in their womb. Two hundred bucks. To supply him with two girls ages eight and ten who he could rape in Atlantic City. According to police, Wilson was intercepted in Atlantic City before meeting the human traffickers. The pub this public servant, no, this criminal, that's what he is. And married father had condoms and $500 cash on him when he was arrested. Stephen Wilson, Jersey City Police, a pedophile. Let me give you another one. I pulled this up twice. This is West Virginia. Police chief busted paying woman so he could repeatedly rape her child. This is out of Fayette County, West Virginia. The idea of a family member selling a child relative for sex is absolutely horrifying. Of course it is. Of course it is. Kristen Naylor Legg, 28, is a despicable human being who sold her own underage family member for sex. She pleaded guilty to the charges this week of conspiracy to engage in sex trafficking of a minor under the age of 18. But the man who people put their trust in to prevent such atrocities, chief of police for the Golly Bridge Police Department, Larry Larry Allen Clay Jr., was not only failing to prevent it, he was participating in it as a customer. Clay, who's the chief of police and an employee of the Fayette County Sheriff's Department was participating in the sex trafficking of a child by paying Naylor Leg to have sex with her underage relative. The attorney in the matter said, Chief Clay's heinous conduct in this case is one of the worst examples of police misconduct and abuse of power imaginable. It is. Absolutely is. And we've covered that with uh, people like Sheriff Carmine Marcino down in Lee County. Abusing his power to put pressure on women for sex. We look forward to holding him accountable for his unconscionable violation of our clients' rights and breaching our collective public trust in law enforcement. Yeah, I, I hope you will. There's one, there's, there's one place for this guy, the bottom of the ocean with a millstone around his neck. Just like the other guy, the Jersey guy. Same thing. 
Not castration isn't going to do it. Yep, you're right. It's not going to do it. The Bible says you're going to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Tie that millstone around your neck. Drop yourself in the sea. In the sea. That doesn't sound like Jesus. Let me tell you something. Jesus gave that word, folks. That's Jesus's words. <laughs> Don't tell me it doesn't sound like Jesus. It is Jesus. That's what he said. Here's another one. Officer of the year arrested for sodomizing innocent man to look for non-existent drugs. You guys have seen these, these videos. Side of the road, you know, searches. I remember the one, I think it happened in Texas too. And the female officer, it, I mean, she's pulled the lady over in, at the night. She's got her hands down the front of her, her pants, putting her fingers inside her to see if she has drugs. No, no evidence that there should be drugs. Not that I think you should be doing these body cavity searches anyway. If those guys want to take the risk of putting something like that up in their body, that's on their own. That's on them. But see where the war on drugs has left? See where it's left us? Even the war on drugs, it's it's so hypocritical. Here we have, we're in the midst of the, the biggest scam the world's ever seen. Involving a, an alleged invisible boogeyman known as the Convids. And the real drug makers that make junk that's really bad for your body most of the time are given immunity. They're given billions of your dollars. But if you have a plant that God put on the earth, Oh, you're worse than the worst offender. You're worse than the sodomites. You're worse than Big Pharma. You're worse than the most evil dictator on the planet. We're going to throw the book at you. We're going to throw the jail on you. See how twisted it becomes when we don't follow the law? And I'm talking about God's law. This one that I just brought up to you, the officer of the year who sodomized the innocent man for to look for non-existent drugs. Orlando Police Department's Jonathan Mills was named the officer of the year in 2018. He got that award, and uh, he was before this award, he was verbally warned for an accusation of racism in 2016. That's just an accusation. I don't know what it, what all was about there, but it's an accusation. He was hit with an excessive force lawsuit in 2017. And they still named him Officer of the Year the next year. Now in a move that is likely making the union rethink their award, Mills has been arrested and charged with sexual battery for sodomizing a man while looking for dr- drugs during a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got one that's, that's worse. I've got one that's worse. This comes out of Illinois. Cop arrested after body cam showed him shove his flashlight up teen's buttocks. Sorry, I probably should warn people about... I, I, I'm not trying to be offensive to kid, to little ears who would hear, okay? So hopefully it's early enough where little ears are not up. But I'm not going to get into the specifics, but you guys get what's going on. This guy, Chicago Police Department Lieutenant Wilfredo Roman, he has a history of excessive force complaints couldn't contain his sadistic and violent impulses, that 17-year-old kid, who he did this to, is going to be receiving a hefty sum of taxpayer money. 
That's right. Not only did the people of Chicago and Illinois pay Mr. Roman's salary, they're going to pay for his crime. They're going to pay for his crime. Like I said, I'm not going to bring up a lot of this stuff with the little ears. I, I hate even having to bring up the other things. Let me give you a couple others because I want to get to some resolve in this, but there's just so many of them. And I think some people go, well, why haven't we heard this before? Well, I, you know, we haven't had the internet the way we have now. We haven't had a camera pretty much anywhere you want to have it. Yeah, they can talk about surveilling us all they want to, but we've got, we've got citizen journalists, if you will, pulling out the camera, and it's real journalism. It's just showing you what's going on. A lot of that's come to light in showing corrupt cops as well as corrupt politicians. You guys have seen Project Veritas and all kinds of other crimes that have been committed. This is, again, down in Florida. Police union president arrested for stealing $50,000 from fellow cops, including funds for wounded cops. What a despicable person. $50,000 from fellow cops including funds for wounded cops. Claremont officer Jeremy Kevitt wasn't just any old cop. He was the president of Claremont Police Officers Union with decades of time on the force. His status at the union granted him special access that other officers did not have, and in true scumbag fashion, he abused this access and stole from his brothers in blue. He was arrested on Labor Day for allegedly stealing 50 grand from his own union, including the theft of money from a fund set up to pay for the medical bills of a wounded cop. Let's go to Alabama. Cop empties a pistol into the car, reloads as teen begs for his life, then opens fire again, killing one. Christian Redwine, 17, was killed in the shooting, and passengers Hunter Tillis and Hannah, I don't even know how to pronounce her last name, Wunschel, I'm not sure if that's, anyway, W-U-E-N-S-C-H-E-L. Two other teens suffered multiple gunshot wounds. It was the first volley of the 21 total bullets that struck Redwine in the head and heart that ended his young life, according to the Alabama Department of Forensic Sciences. Uh, he didn't just empty the, the, the magazine. He reloaded it and shot it again. According to the ruling, the surviving passengers and Redwine's grandmother sued Officer Brown for allegedly using excessive force. Yeah, I'd say so. During the encounter, as well as the police chief and the county for supervisory liability, Officer Brown moved for summary judgment based on qualified immunity. See that stuff? See it? See how they tried to hide behind it like the big pharma companies try to hide behind immunity, which they really don't have under the law, but Congress has written pretended law to protect them? This district court granted the motion for Officer Brown as the first round of shots, but denied it as the second, because Officer Brown acted reasonably in firing both rounds of shots. (laughs) No, both magazines of shots. We affirm in part and we reverse in part and render a judgment in favor of Officer Brown, the police chief in the county. Of course, the state's going to try to look after the state's own. These are agents of the state, these guys. Wisconsin. 
Cop goes to innocent family's home, shoots the unarmed dad, detains the kids, and still no charges. They were looking for somebody else, and he came out to see what the commotion was going on, and it was in the middle of the night. And yes, there's video on that, I believe. Yep, there's video. So if you want to see the video, you'll see exactly what's going on. I'll give you another one. Out of Philadelphia. Dozens of cops swarm innocent mom, beat her, use her baby in a propaganda lie, and guess what? You taxpayers up there in Philadelphia and in Pennsylvania, you're on the hook for $2 million. And there's video on this too. This is the propaganda. This is the, the woman's baby. You got the police officer holding the baby. Oh, she looks like she's really caring for the baby and stuff. And it says, this child was lost during the violent riots in Philadelphia, wandering around barefoot in an area that was experiencing complete lawlessness. The only thing this Philadelphia police officer cared about in that moment was protecting this child. We are not your enemy. We are the thin blue line. And we are the only thing standing. See, it's that propaganda. It is the, it is the blatant brainwashing of the people concerning this. Let me, let me, I I just, I want to show you this. This is the lady's car. She's just driving down the street. They're not part of the protest or any, they are stopped. And I want you to see, they pulled, this child was not barefoot and walking around in the street. He was in his car seat in the back of the car. This is democracy now. Democracy now. Yeah, I don't like the democracy now. Yeah, around the world. I thought this had some. Well, we begin with a horrific story. Let's move on. Rakia Young Ah. was driving an SUV with her two-year-old son and teenage nephew on October 27th, as the city was engulfed in protest over the police killing of Walter Wallace Jr., a black man having a mental health crisis earlier that day. But dragged them out. The cops did and beat them about that killing. She was just trying to I think this her is her boyfriend who's in the car when husband. she took a turn down a one way And then they pull her out of the other side driving straight and they beat her wrong of police and riot gear. As Rakia tried to turn the car around and leave the dangerous scene, the officers descended on her SUV, broke all its windows, and assaulted and See, arrested her. They brought the kid out. This He's is not Rakia walking around Young in her own words describing the attack to the Philadelphia You see the kid there. They pulled the kid out of the car. And then they lied to the public and said he was walking around barefoot. That he was lost. Now look, again, let me be clear. All the experiences I've had with police officers have been good except for maybe two in my entire life, my 52 years. And it's because they acted like little tyrants. And I was an ungodly man, and I treated them as such with some language that I don't use anymore. I would respect a police officer until that police officer showed me he was not worthy of my respect by acting lawlessly. Look at all of these cops swarm in on this, uh, in this area here in Philadelphia, and you tell me that those are good cops. Those are not good cops. Sorry, they're not good cops. Every one of them needs to be removed from the force and they need to be prosecuted for what they did to this woman and her kid and and her boyfriend or husband, whatever the deal was that was driving. 
They need to be. They need to be dealt with. If you don't, if you don't bring justice on those who are supposed to uphold the law, they are. They're the standard. They're supposed to be the standard, right? I mean, that's what that's what we're told. If you don't deal with them, what are you telling to the people that they're supposed to serve? You're telling them it's okay. And what does that do to the people? Well, it ticks the people off because they're held to one standard, while the cops and the government and the politicians and everybody else are held to another one. And this is how you create the chaos. This is how you create the chaos. You start separating the people out. We've seen it with people doing it over skin color. We've seen it pe- doing it with people over gender. We've seen it with people over their their sexual behavior. We've seen it with, you know, gosh, I don't whatever. Pick your identity politics you want to be with, and there's a separation out there. And I'm telling you, if you if you are in an area where you actually have a police department or a sheriff's department that actually looks to uphold the law and looks to protect your rights, you ought to be thankful. You really ought to be thankful. And I still say you need to seek to change that around to install the militia in your area. That's what I say. I think that's what we need. I think if we go back to the Bible, that's what we see in all of the instances where capital punishment is carried out. And by the way, everybody thinks I want blood in the street. I don't. In fact, it wouldn't take but one or two to sort of straighten that whole thing out. But the fact of the matter is, is the Bible tells us that when capital punishment was rendered, once a judgment was passed and capital punishment was rendered, guess who took part, Guess who did it? Did they have some kind of special police force? Did they have a guy with a hood on who's throwing a switch? Nope. It was the people who were to do it, and they were to do it, the Bible says, God says, so that they will learn to fear the Lord and not do what this person who did whatever he did, did. And you put away the evil from you. You put away the evil from you. Let justice run down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. One of the things that uh, strikes me, let's go over here into Romans chapter 2, because it's interesting to me that Paul makes an argument very much like what I'm talking about here concerning the Jews when he's going to give them the gospel. This is from Romans chapter 2. Therefore thou art inexcusable, man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? None of us are getting away from the judgment of God. We're either going to have somebody who's paid for that sin, namely the Lord Jesus, our, our lawlessness, our violation, our transgression of law, as John writes, or we're going to pay for it ourselves. Okay? Nobody's escaping the judgment of God. Nobody. Verse 4 tells us, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. 
But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. For there's no respect of persons with God. In other words, God's not, because you claim you're a Jew, it doesn't make you any more special than the guy who's the Gentile. And that's, this is the point he's going to make here. And I want to apply this with police officers, those in law enforcement, uh, those in the unconstitutional federal agencies, you know, the alphabet agencies that think they're law enforcement when they're really not. All of it's a usurpation of our Constitution, because the law enforcers are the militias, the people. Listen to the comparison that he makes here. For as many have sinned without law, he's talking about Gentiles, shall also perish without law. And as many have sinned in the law, that's the people of Israel, shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God. You hear that? Not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. This is New Testament, guys. It's the same thing with Abraham. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He received a righteousness outside of himself apart from works. That's the first thing. But then we read later on, he was justified when he took his son to offer him as a sacrifice. Picture of God the Father bringing his son to the Lord Jesus. So he's justified two ways, and James addresses this in his uh, little book, which so many people get completely miss what the point of that is. James is not talking about that we are justified before God by our works. That's not what he's saying. And Martin Luther had a real problem with that because he couldn't get it right either in his head about what James was saying. James is merely following up with Paul, who says we're justified by faith, alone. And then James comes along and he says, man's not justified by faith alone. So it seems like there's a contradiction. Well, what's, the, what's the deal? Go back and look at Abraham. Paul argues for Abraham, and he says he was justified because he believed God. Okay? And yes, justified is used different ways within the Scripture. For instance, we're told... Wisdom is justified by your children. Does that mean that, you know, wisdom is a real person, they have real children, and they're somehow justified in Christ and they have a righteousness themselves? No. It's saying it's demonstrated if you have wisdom by the results of what is done by the children. Same thing is true here. When a person has been justified by faith alone, before God, they've been declared righteous in the courtroom, then when they go outside the courtroom and they begin to live their lives, they're, they're demonstrating or they're justifying the fact that they have been justified before God. Does that make sense? When you do the good deeds, which is what James is talking about, you are demonstrating that your justification before God is genuine, that it's real. So let's go back to Romans 2. 
For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. Why? Because it's written on their hearts. They're made in the image of God. Verse 15, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. That's what I just said. Their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts the means while accusing or else excusing one another in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, and maketh the boast of God, and knoweth his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law, and are confident that thou art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and the truth in the law. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law, though uh, through breaking the law, dishonoreth thy God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written, For circumcision verily profiteth if thou keepeth the law, but if thou be a lawbreaker, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. What's his argument? You guys are supposed to be the law keepers. You're supposed to be upholding the law. You're supposed to be upholding justice. And you're not. You're a hearer. You're a reader of the word. But when it comes to the doing, you got a problem. You're doing the same thing that the lawbreakers are doing. What are these cops doing? They're supposed to uphold the law. They're supposed to be bringing people to justice. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're not judge, jury, and executioner. They're not. But that's what they're supposed to be doing. And instead, what are they doing? They're committing the very crimes that they go out with evidently a seared conscience and go arrest people for doing. Anybody else have a problem with that? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? There's a real problem there. And again, when we do not bring justice, we embolden Tyranny, lawlessness, law-breaking. We cannot tolerate it among ourselves, let alone the thin blue line. And I know there are many cops who hear what I'm saying, and you agree wholeheartedly with what I'm saying. So I've already talked to many police officers, and I know they agree. They want justice brought because they hate the reproach it brings on them as a police officer if they've served honorably in their capacity. They hate it. But there's a message, too, for us. We have to hold them accountable, but we got to hold ourselves accountable first. got to govern ourselves first, repent before God of our own lawlessness, our own sin, and then we've got to uphold the standard of the law. Hopefully Bradley's going to be back with you 3 p.m. Eastern, sonsoflibertymedia.com on the right side of the page and before it's news.com. Otherwise, we'll be back with you right to the core Wednesday tomorrow, 6 a.m., Lord willing. See you.